0: I said, uh, do the umpty um. Uh, uh, do the umpty um. Mm, 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 uh, do the umpty um. Yeah, I would do the umpty um.
1: Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Johnson's Liberty Hood. You might have noticed I was not here before I was getting married. I've got a ring around my finger uh we send in our marriage license shouldn't have to do that you know it should be a private contract between individuals we all know that but still yeah did it gonna uh take advantage of those tax tax uh, breaks they get from married people maybe pop out a baby two a years from now you all can help pay for that because that's the way the system's rigged anyway we are back i thank mark for filling in with me last week and uh you know guys just at the top of the show Always like to give a quick shout out to some of our Libertarian friends out there and their podcast, the Lava Flow podcast, the great one, Johnny Rocket Launchpad, another one, We Are Libertarians, also solid, and of course, the always popular Remzo Republic, so check those out. Now, guys, I am not alone on this wonderful occasion where we break down what Gary Johnson and Bill Weld have been doing. No, I'm joined by the infamous Cleveland's own Rico. What's up, Rico? Back to the A-team this week. Damn well, right. the listeners right.
2: will be thrilled to hear us once
0: again. That's right. It's kind of like, you know what I felt like? It was like a, that holiday weekend, like the week before Christmas when all the DJs, like the best DJs take off, and then they're like, all right, who can we shove in there? Do we have an intern? Could we play some best of hits? Just play a, all of Poison's second album? And you over. know,
2: call up a couple people from the minors, see what they got
0: for next year. Yeah. If they don't pan <laughs> out, whatever. Hey, send it back down. They got, we got Our AAA affiliate has some room. So are you, I, I'm drinking today. Are you drinking?
2: I am. Nothing too special. Just a few blue moons um, decorated with some blood oranges that I picked up at the grocery store that are also delicious on their own. So,
0: wow. Tasty beverage. Blood oranges at this time of year? Yeah, Dude. I don't know. Witchcraft! <laughs> oh, they're delicious. I love them so much. They are good. I agree. Um, so... Let's hump, let's hump into this. (laughs) Uh. uh, Apparently I've been looking a little bit too into Donald Trump's uh, recent (laughs) statement. Don't let him too far behind the curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hump on into this Mr. Johnson's liberty right now. So yeah, let's, let's hop into this because we have a bunch of topics that we've got to cover. There's obviously uh, a lot always going on. And uh, before I do that though, I do want to say that this is episode 254. Which means you can go to lionsofliberty.com dot com forward slash two five four. Get all the uh, the nice notes, the links, the videos, all that good stuff that we're talking about, and more. So let's jump into it, Rico. First thing I'd like to talk about is, uh, you know, I Gary's gone up and down this week, but the first thing I think is pretty good. Gary came out, and Gizmodo covered this, but he came out and said that he was against all of this regulation that's going against the vaping industry. I mean, I know if you've been paying attention at all to... Uh, to anything going on with vaping and e-cigarettes, they're really trying to shut it down. Like there is all those stupid truth commercials that are so annoying and use our goddamn taxpayer money are all about wiping out vaping and how vaping's bad for you and your cat. So, what do you think about Gary Johnson standing up and saying, this is a good industry, get rid of the regulations, just let it exist?
2: Uh, I mean, great, sure. Uh, I agree with them, but is this really like the Issue that he wants to be the uh, poster child of anti-regulation. I, I, it just seems – I mean I agree with him, but it just seems like such a kind of a fringe issue that do, most people don't really care about one way or the other. So yeah. I just kind of met the whole thing with like a eh, – great, cool. I don't know. Um, See,
0: I think it's – I mean vaping for me is – I, I see those pens everywhere I see people vaping constantly so maybe he's making appeal to those people but it is if you're trying to think about a major industry that's a new industry that has yet to be regulated vaping is pretty much it I mean there's there's not that many out there that you could point to and say okay a mass amount of people are using that one thing other than these these e-cigarettes and these vaping pens and that there's been such a movement against it so I don't know I, I, th- I think it's a good idea i uh, I'm glad he stayed up standing up for it and I think it's a good you know, good position to say regulation, all it does is stifle businesses and hurt people down the road because all these people that would be smoking cigarettes are now going to vaping, which is better for you. It's, you know, it's got no tar and all that stuff in it. So I don't know, man. I'm giving it a Paulos. <laughs> You're giving it a Paulos? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait. What am I talking about?
2: <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? You
0: know what? You know why that happened? I was reading today that, you know, all those WikiLeaks emails about Hillary Clinton and how she was terrified of Rand Paul. And I was going to give him a Paul lust during the show for that as a callback. <laughs> I lapsed into my old Paul (laughs) Lusses and Minuses. Because for those of you who don't know, we used to do a show called Rand Paul Lusses and Minuses back when he was in contention. And uh, I love all these WikiLeaks emails coming out that are like, they're terrified of Rand Paul. And God, don't we all wish he was the nominee now.
2: I agree. And I'd rather talk about Rand Paul than Gary Johnson. He's a much better candidate. He's much I don't know, smarter on the issues. He's much quicker uh, he, on his he's feet. He's eligible. Sure. Um, yeah. And it, I just kind of, and obviously we're not going to go a whole lot into Rand Paul. I just kind of, when I read that, um, those WikiLeaks, I found it interesting to remember all our kind of internal debate about whether, you know, Rand Paul would be a good enough candidate, whether we, uh, you know, some people would support him because he, he did have a little bit of a neocon streak in him towards Most definitely. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, God, you look at what we got now. I mean, obviously Hillary sucks, but Rand wouldn't have affected her being in the race one way or the other, But you got Trump, and then you got Kerry Johnson. Who, what does he know? Nothing. So, it seems like uh, he
0: knows nothing. <laughs> and, yeah, you, hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh, God, he's so much better. Rand, save us. Please. Oh, Rand, where, well, can we go back to those halcyon days of old? Sorry we doubted you, my friend. Uh, I actually never doubted him. He's still you know, the one thing Gary Johnson and Rand Paul have in common though is they both have terrible hair. Just real, real <laughs> weird fucking hair. All right, so I give it a corrected. John's on.
2: Oh, sure, I'll go with it. I'll I'll say John's on too. Um just one thing that I found funny in the article is that it said, well, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump have yet to respond with their own statements. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath for those statements.
0: Either, I don't Probably think they're not. coming anytime soon. <laughs> Bill Clinton said, hell, I could fit two vaping pens off somebody's. Oh, heyo. Oh. Eh, The oldest joke ever, the old cigar with Bill Clinton joke. How's that? How's nobody brought that up, by the way, in the message? That was like infamous that Bill Clinton would put cigars in women's bodies and nobody's no. How is Donald Trump not throwing that out there? How did he not smoke a
2: cigar after the last debate? That really would have been.
0: uh, That would have been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Trolling. Uh, I love more it. than he already was. We won't. I, we won't go too much into it because I know that this this got broken down in the uh, the roundtable after the last debate, which I will link to. And I know they went into Trump's whole tactic of bringing bringing the accusers like Bill's accusers uh, for sexual assault into the audience, which is, is uh I say a, a brilliant political move. Uh, apparently, he wanted them to sit in the family section too. Right, <laughs> which the uh,
2: debate organizers apparently next.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, not, not surprised <laughs> by that one. All right, yeah. so let's right, so let's move on to a next one. Uh, there was a media firestorm, as I'm sure anybody who is following libertarian politics knows about Gary Johnson. Not only you know not being able to mention or, or name Aleppo, not knowing what that was, but then also he was. This came out in a New York Times interview he did where. He was pushed to name North Korea's leader. Gary Johnson's politics, especially his foreign policy, is essentially centered around saying that North Korea is the demon that America has to be afraid of, which is rhetoric that pisses me off personally. But he's basing that all around the concept of North Korea and their nuclear weapons and how America should be afraid of them. In this interview, after the Aleppo thing, and after he was uh, supposedly blanked on naming a world leader he admired, he then said okay guy goes can you name north korea's leader and gary johnson went and i my inflections added here but gary johnson went really really i never answered it now all the media reported that he did not know the name of north korea's leader rico are you buying that
2: um kind of maybe
0: I don't (laughs) doubt it.
2: (laughs) Like his response was terrible, given that his previous loves with Aleppo and, uh, you know, being able to name any foreign leader. If you're really serious about running for president, he obviously knows at this point he's not going to win. He probably knew that all along. But shouldn't he have just like crash course everything he could possibly think of with foreign policy. And and his response was weak. He should have said, you know, yeah, asshole. I know it's Kim Jong-un. Who else do you want to ask about? You want to know about the uh, leader of Brazil or, or Russia or what? And just made the questioner feel stupid because he he's already looked kind of foolish on, on other occasions. Instead, he he just kind of he left it open for interpretation. And when you do that. You know you're going to get slammed, and and the media is going to go with the our the juicy narrative that the libertarian candidate can't name a world leader. It's of it's a good story.
0: Yeah, it's clickbait. So, and,
2: and he he left um, it open to that, so his response was not good. It, it didn't do anything to disprove the narrative the media already wants to run with. So uh, I thought it left a lot to be desired.
0: So what would you give it then? I would give it a Johnson. <laughs> And I would have to agree with you. Johnson does that all the time. You know, we talked about in other podcasts we've done that Johnson continuously does not say enough about issues he doesn't go into the details and explain the details of what he's saying he just says uh, something like that okay no really really we're exactly right he should have gone into well here's what we need to do here's my plan for north korea yes i know who that is do you want to hear about other things that i you know these other leaders like you're saying talk about your overall foreign policy viewpoints instead of just saying really which again
2: that's really an answer like a 10 year old gives if some kid on the bus is like hey you know what you know what this word means yeah and you don't. And you're like, yeah, I know what it means. Yeah, you're stupid.
0: Yeah, it's just a huge missed opportunity. And yeah, of course, the I media's gonna jump on any opportunity to make him look stupid. So agreed, John's off for that. Shame on you, Gary. You got to know better. It's like no matter how long the guy has been. I mean, he's been a politician for what? He was governor for how long? Eight years? I don't even. I don't even know how long he's governor for. And yet, he still is politically retarded. I just, I don't Absolutely. get it. He's yeah. got no sense with how to play the game. It just, uh it's uh, so aggravating. And in the same interview, he then put his foot in his own mouth a little bit more. Now, in that same interview, he was asked about, basically, he, he went into detail comparing the U.S. foreign policy to the deaths caused by Assad. And he had gone after Hillary Clinton in this interview saying that, she was overly interventionist. She had overly interventionist instincts and that hundreds of thousands of people were killed by forces loyal to Bashir al-Assad, as well as civilian deaths that were backed by the coalitions and that Hillary Clinton bore at least partial responsibility. Now, that I agree with completely. The U.S. does bear some responsibility for getting involved over there. And that some of those deaths were our fault. We bombed the wrong places and we're upsetting the region. You know, being involved in that, you can't say that we're not involved in some way. Then... They went on to press him and say, is there a moral equivalence between deaths caused by the U.S., directly or indirectly, and mass killings of civilians by Assad and his allies? And Johnson said that he did see there was a moral equivalent. Um, The exact quote, he says, well, no, of course not. We're so much better than that, uh, said Johnson. And now he goes sarcastically, we're so much better than when in Afghanistan, we bomb a hospital and 60 people are killed in the hospital. Sarika, what do you think about that?
2: Well, it's, again, a blunder. Uh, I think the point he was trying to get at was a good point. Um, The U.S. does have a high degree of culpability and responsibility for a lot of deaths in the region. And he's right that they continue... To bomb targets. And, you know, they're probably kind of ambivalent. Like, they know by now. I mean, they've done enough bombing wh- where they're like, well, you know, there's probably going to be some collateral damage. And that's abhorrent, right? But <laughs> the message is going to get lost when he's comparing genocide, which is basically what's happening over there, mm-hmm. to maybe. I don't even know what the it's beyond negligent what the US is doing but yeah. it's not at the level of
0: right it's not intentionally targeting e, civilians in yeah. a complete disregard for human life.
2: So once again his point is going to get lost in the delivery. Yeah, and, it's muddled.
0: It's a it's a very muddled message and yeah, completely right the U.S. should not be involved. Just like I was saying, the U.S. should not be involved over there, and we are killing civilians no matter what. But, yeah, there's you can't equate what the intent is and the moral equivalent to what Assad has done. And again, this is another thing that people jump on. I mean, the headline for this story is, Gary Johnson equates Syria death caused by Assad and West. And, you know, the original headline, I think that was changed. Before, when I initially read it, I swear it was different. It was just that Gary Johnson, uh, you know, says that Assad killing civilians is the same. Like, it was just pure clickbait. And he's got to think these things through. And when you get asked a question like that, you can't just say, well, yes, they are morally equivalent. Like, look, we're all for the non-aggression principle. We all have to respect people's liberty and people's right to life. But you cannot compare those things and not expect a massive backlash.
2: It's like he just doesn't have any awareness about how his words can play in a soundbite or in a newspaper headline. And you really kind of need that awareness if you're a serious candidate for president of the United States. I mean,
0: God we knows. Know, we all know, we know. all know now he is definitely not a serious candidate of the United States. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how much longer Mr. Johnson's liberty sticks around because it does not seem as though he is going in a positive direction. I mean, the polls, I, there used to be some polls that were hitting 15%. The highest polls I've seen lately have been like seven, eight. So th- their message is gone. I mean, it, they missed a few debates. They're basically toast.
2: He, yeah, he's not even at this point as it was of today. He's not even the highest third-party vote getter in Utah, which right. would be one of the states that you would think he would be targeting if he wanted to be, you know, an electoral college spoiler. Uh, You know, that's prime, you know, obviously it's a heavy Republican state, the values of most people do not line up with Donald Trump. (laughs) So it would be a a, a prime picking grounds or whatever for for Johnson. He's not even doing well there. So his campaign's a mess. It is a mess. It's just sputtering to its conclusion.
0: And you know, it's like, I know Bill Well was getting flat because he said, oh, I'm just going to go after Trump, which he then pulled back on a little bit, but you know they—they they should be going after these people more hardcore. Gary Johnson should campaign on a whole platform of being the guy that hasn't killed anybody and isn't going around groping people's vaginas. You know, put well, put a well, slogan right, together. Uh, no, <laughs> how about this? I ain't dropping bombs and I'm not groping thongs. Gary Johnson, 2016. You've already done better job than whoever's. Do. His entire fire his entire campaign staff. I got it on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so If only Gary contacted you do earlier that, Well he had many opportunities To be on the Lions Liberty Podcast Which he flatly rejected Ignored Guess by what? his people
2: Guess what Gary we don't want you anymore
0: No never the wanted you. you Never wanted you <laughs> Never liked you Gary Um, nobody likes (laughs) you nobody likes you might as well go eat worms so that for that comparing people to you know Assad and what we're doing to Assad I give that a solid John's off
2: I'm right with you buddy John's off for this guy yeah all
0: right maybe we can pick it up here maybe we can get a a little a little something better how about uh, we talk about Gary's two Supreme Court picks. Now, he actually came out, shockingly, and said he had two candidates in mind, which the Libertarian Republic reported on. And uh, this is on C-SPAN, and they picked it up. So let me throw these names out there. I didn't expect anybody to know them. I didn't know them until I read about it. But I'll tell you their, their highlights, and you can let me know what you think of these two. So Gary Johnson said that they are Jonathan Turley, who was a professor at George Washington University Law School and is regarded as a longtime civil libertarian. He's argued in favor of polygamy, against the death penalty, and he also has stated, for example, that, quote-unquote, it is hard to read the Second Amendment and not honestly conclude that the framers intended gun ownership to be an individual right. He also testified in favor of the impeachment of President Clinton. (laughs) He also is against Obamacare because he says it violates the Commerce Clause of the Constitution, which is completely correct. So that's the first Uh, one.
2: Let me me add one more fun fact over Turley. Uh He was a lawyer um, who filed a challenge to the Libyan War on behalf of 10 members of Congress including, uh, most people probably won't know this guy, but I do, Representative Dennis Kucinich, who is from (laughs) Cleveland, Ohio, is kind of a wacky guy. Yeah, he definitely is. (laughs) And another uh, representative was a guy out of Texas named Ron Paul. Boom! So he filed a challenge on behalf of those, I guess this was back, what, in 2010, 2011? Yeah, yeah. When they, I guess, when they say war, they're using it in air quotes, and there was never anything <laughs> declared that I'm aware of. But uh, that was another kind of fact about
0: this Turley dude. So that's a, that's a great fact, Rico. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, look, if Ron Paul is uh, is consorting with this man, he seems to look pretty good to me. So that went out so we'll keep that keep that in mind. And now I'll bring up the second one. Is a guy named Tom Campbell. He's a professor at Dale E. Fowler School of Law, wherever wherever the hell that is. Apparently, that's Chapman, where, where Dale's still a name they give to people. I,
2: I think that's actually in uh, Southern California. Oh,
0: Chapman, really? I believe. should, I should <laughs> stroll on down there, do a one-on-one interview with this this Tom Campbell. I'll push him on it. <laughs> what are your office hours, sir? <laughs> sir uh you don't look like you're any of my classes yeah 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 i'm not uh but still i locked the door and i've got a guy outside barricading it so I'll talk in this microphone for just real quick and have some of this bourbon that's how we do our interviews here on the Lions of liberty podcast in and out so, so tom campbell former republican congressman from 89 to 93, and then 95 to 2001. I guess he took a sabbatical to have a baby or something. And he, let's see, he got his PhD in economics, so that's good. So he's a a guy that knows a bit about the economy, where his faculty mentor was none other than Milton Friedman. Hmm, Not bad, not bad. Ran for U.S. Senate, lost to Carly Fiorina. That's a black mark against him, because God knows I hate Carly Fiorina. And uh, she apparently portrayed him as a demon sheep, which I kind of like. I give that uh, a point in his favor. <laughs> and uh, he wrote an article for Reason supporting marriage equality. And he also supported Gary Johnson in May. So, in you know, a good and bad on Tom Campbell there. But uh, any fun facts for him, Rico? Um, the
2: only other thing that, well... Did uh, did you mention he uh filed a lawsuit against Bill Clinton in 1999 over his conduct of the war in again air quote war in Kosovo? I don't no, know. If I did not even mention re- that. Or people remember this? Uh, I remember we were in college when this happened, and all of a sudden they were just bombing Kosovo, and that lasted for a couple of weeks, and then it was done. Yeah. Um. So he filed a um a lawsuit on behalf of 17 members of Congress over that. Probably nothing ever came of it. The only other thing that I saw about him was that he had some kind of controversy because he wrote a letter in support of a professor at the um, University of South Florida who made some kind of statements um, that were deemed controversial, and he was let go. And then Campbell uh, repudiated everything after he found out the guy wrote had written or stated death to Israel. Um, so uh-huh. – there's not really not a lot that I could find about this guy, so I kind of wonder. Okay, well, where is this? This is you're, you're nominating a guy for the Supreme Court.
0: Yeah, where? There's did, where? Did really, not a from? whole
2: lot about him. Um, but it, I can't imagine this guy. Like you know, in this hypothetical make believe world where Gary Johnson got elected president, <laughs> I can't see. This guy, I mean, sure, he's a smart guy and, you know, and all that, but he just, I don't know, his resume, at least his internet resume, seemed rather sparse, so
0: Hmm. I can't see him. He's a man that shies away from the spotlight, perhaps. Yeah, um, so, I
2: mean, I I don't know how he came up with that guy. And Even Turley, um, I guess, you know, neither one of them has any judicial experience, and I
0: no, it doesn't seem like either. But of them I think do. that's kind truth, of common, I don't mind that though. I, I, in truth, I might rather have somebody come in that's fresh blood rather than these people that are just so used to being inside the system all the time. They could yeah. be the Donald Trumps of the Supreme Court.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you might may have some kind of more more information about the people based upon you know if they were a district or an appeals court judge.
0: Can, yeah, because you can actually look see, at the rulings in the past. Yeah, like, but of course, you can't do here. But of
2: course, you know, at the lower level you're generally bound to precedent, so maybe they could say hey, I didn't disagree with
0: this, but this is the
2: law, you know, whatever.
0: Are you slowly but, falling away from the microphone right now? What's happening? Oh, I was actually. I was stretching. <laughs> I mean, are you already hammered off your blood orange and blue moons? Yeah, I was tilt tilting back. <laughs> you're just really you're so that. pleased with yourself for finding those fun <laughs> facts about these two <laughs> Supreme Court justices. You're like, I'm gonna take the rest of the podcast off. Oh. <laughs> all right anyway so well okay so yeah I, I agree we don't have a lot of precedent to go on in far their ruling but what would you say what what would you give as far as who these guys are what we can know about them john's on or john's off man
2: um i kind of went back and forth and i'm gonna do gary a solid because i know he's worried about you know what we think and i'm gonna show him some faith i, I, I like turley i don't know about campbell this campbell dude you know don't know a lot about them, but I'm going to give him a John's on and, uh, you know, be mostly positive based upon what I could
0: find. I agree. John's on. I think they're you know, there are issues, but I think overall they are pretty solid candidates. I I don't mind the fact that they don't have a ton of experience. I'm, uh, I'm not scared of that. So, yeah, go for it. If we could get somebody that's identified as a civil libertarian in the Supreme Court, that would be a win for me. So, yeah, John's on. Good job, Gary Johnson. All right. How about this one? This, uh, you know, like we said, Gary Johnson's not going to win the presidency. It's uh, the chance that I here here is a slim and none. And uh, they're just kind of going through the motions at this point. But Gary was asked in a recent interview if he was going to run for president in 2020. He answered that question by saying, no, no, I'm done after this one. So Rico, is that a Johnson or a Johnsoff for you? I'm going to give this one the old Bronx cheer, Johnson. Um, very
2: sarcastic, like, yeah, see you later, bum. Get out of here. <laughs>
0: like, uh, I'm with you.
2: <laughs> you know, the the damage he's done to the Libertarian Party, I think, will be seen. For years, because, you know, not everyone's doing podcasts about the libertarian candidates or watching libertarian candidates debate. Most people, in fact, are probably not as surprising as they may seem. Yeah. And in four years, when the libertarians trot out another party and people who own or another candidate, and people only follow, you know, elections every four years. Like oh, libertarians. Isn't that the party the guy you couldn't name a leader and didn't know what cities were being bombed in the Middle East? Isn't that party? Yeah.
0: So but he knew whoever, about vaping legislation.
2: Yeah. <laughs> whoever is following in his footsteps is going to have a heavy burden, and to kind of win back any support.
0: I I agree with you in a way, although, you know what, for the libertarian cause, if Gary Johnson ain't going to win, and he ain't going to win, that I think the best thing that could happen for the long-term picture would actually be Hillary Clinton winning this election. Because that way, you've got somebody that's establishment back in place, you've got Republican voters coming off of a horrible experience with Donald Trump. And if you actually put out a half-decent libertarian candidate, you might have people going... You know, okay, because, you know, Clinton was awful. She's got us involved in 17 more wars going on right now, and she clearly flip-flops on everything. So, you know, maybe that's an opportunity. And Gary Johnson being completely counted out is fantastic. I love it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> let's let's go back to Rand Paul just for one second. Could he have won this election right now if yes. he had decided never to have ran as a Republican and, and ran as a libertarian?
0: Well, I mean, how would Trump? he possibly know? But I say yes.
2: I, I think he would because people are so disgusted with both of those candidates. Gary Johnson is poll- polling what? to 10
0: percent yeah really low and you and know what man, Rand Paul got towards the end of that really was looking good I mean interviews he was doing he was looking great he was getting endorsed by by a lot of people like you know the Daily Show had him on and even and even that Trevor Noah who was has not given much love to Gary Johnson or anybody on the conservative side even said yo he likes Rand Paul He did that drinking game with him Rand's quick on his feet decent looking guy he's a doctor that does charity work in Haiti for Christ's sake I mean, what what's not to like about the guy? Except the specific things that we always pointed out in our podcast.
2: <laughs> but of course, he he always said, "Oh, yeah, I'm not a libertarian," so I guess. <laughs> but but neither is Bill Weld. Yeah, exactly. Like, is it really a catch? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, man. I <laughs> it's not even a negative at this point. You don't have to be a libertarian to run for. It,
0: it makes me want to weep. It makes me want to weep. The fact that that Gary Johnson is the candidate that that's been put out there and and voted upon. And I'm gonna, yeah, you know, I want to talk a little bit into that too, like because just. <laughs> again, the Kennedy, we're going to get into this interview, Kennedy from MTV, and now Fox Business did with, with uh, Bill Weld in a minute. But just the fact that people voted for this man and said, oh, no, this is the best candidate we can put forth is just beyond aggravating to me. So, yeah, Johnson for Gary not running. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: <laughs> Little David Spade there.
0: Yeah, I love it, man. Maybe I'll use that. Maybe I'll cut it in there for the people. Uh, all right. You know where we're going now, Rico? I do have your itinerary or agenda or whatever. Don't pull the curtain back, Rico. The people out there don't know what's coming. Well, we're taking a trip now to the land of Liberty Make-Believe. All right, trolley. (laughs) Neighborhood of (laughs) Make-Believe. We're back, back in the land where we hate to be at. So in this week's edition of the Land of Liberty Make-Believe, Gary Johnson was interviewed on a podcast for CNN called The Axe Files, which I hope the guy's last name is Axe, otherwise it just sounds ridiculous. But The Axe Files, he had him on there and he asked him about the foreign policy involving with ISIS and Obama's take on it. And Gary Johnson had an interesting take, which honestly I did not quite expect here's what he said on Obama's efforts to contain Isis quote I don't want to do anything that takes a step backwards in our fight against Isis." Uh, hold on. Sorry, I got confused. They had a little bit of a quote there, and then it stopped. All right, here's the rest of the quote. I don't want anything to do... It takes a step backwards. Not for a second do I want to say that Obama has not been well thought on this issue, but if he has been, if you're saying that he has been, I'm making the pitch that I'm going to be a continuation of that. So he's basically saying... All the shit that's been going on with ISIS, all the stuff that's not worked, that he's been on record saying we need to change our whole policy in regards to regime change and the way we're handling the Middle East and getting involved in blowback and how blowback exists. He's basically saying, well, you know, I said all that stuff, but you know what? That Obama, it seems like he's got a good thing going over there. As ISIS. is there, there. They got nothing. What do you think about that?
2: Well, that's one way to uh, go about it, but... <laughs> I would just yeah. So I was just kind of blown away by that for you know when I I saw that. But I would like to kind of quote, and I don't often do this, the director of the CIA who testified before the Central uh, Senate Intelligence Committee after the Orlando um, terrorism attacks, where he said, "Our efforts have not reduced ISIS's terrorism capabilities or global reach." So that was the CIA director and. I guess, take the CIA director's word at, you know, at your own peril. Right. But um, that is, I guess, the policy that Gary Johnson wants to follow. I mean, does Gary Johnson even know
0: Obama's policy? That, that would be my follow up question to him. I'm but. not sure if he even knows Obama's middle or last names, to be honest. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if he knows too much about it at all. It sounds like one of those answers is like, well, yeah, you know what? Uh, he's probably thought about it. That's probably a good idea. Like that's essentially what he's saying there. He's like, yeah I, do, yeah, I don't, I don't think it wasn't well considered. So I mean, he considered it. It must be good, even though all evidence points to the contrary. And as you said, the CIA is even saying, look, nothing. It's not working because all we're doing. Let's be honest with ourselves, and we don't. We, as libertarians, know this. All we're doing over there with these continued attacks and bombing and killing civilians with these bombs and intervention is giving the terrorists more ammunition to recruit.
2: So. <laughs> I would like to add a couple things too. Some of Obama's um, uh, counter ISIS measures um, are directed, you know, here. He one of his things is that we want to make sure that no one on the no fly list is able to buy a gun. That mm-hmm. that is in response to ISIS because he, you know, obviously if you're on the no fly list, you're a terrorist you know, you're, you're cool to walk around society still, but just don't buy a gun. Right. So yeah. that,
0: what Gary Johnson, of course, had opposed. So although so maybe Bill Lill, I think, should, was for it. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. No, he, he's cool with that. Um, he, there's a lot of other second amendment issues that Obama has proposed in response to ISIS, you know, the common sense gun reforms he always talks about. So if Gary is really about following Obama's policy, then Presumably, he is for those
0: uh, as
2: well. And also so,
0: for domestic spying, because let's not forget yeah. that all of that Edward Snowden revel, revel, I mess this word out, revelation uh, was under Obama. We found out that all of the spying that was going on, all of our emails and all of our, our text messages are being read by the NSA and other organizations under the auspices of protecting us from these evil terrorists, which also was testified to did nothing spoiled no terrorist plots. That was also under Obama. So if Gary Johnson's going along with that, he's also basically greenlighting a return to the NSA's policies of domestic spying on all of our digital and electronic communications.
2: And there's also additional visa review requirements. So there's going to be impact on immigration So there's a lot of things that I'm sure Gary didn't think about, shockingly, when he just uh, blanket-endorsed what obama's policy is so way like,
0: to go gary. i feel like half the time you know you know like in every cartoon like homer simpson you'll he will show what he's thinking and it's just like a mouse jumping rope or you know baby <laughs> elephants dancing around in a circle that's what i see in gary johnson's brain right now when he's asked these questions seriously this guy is running for president <laughs> god gives me hope that i'll run for president someday There's so many cool. skeletons in my closet why
2: not in four years?
0: <laughs> so. Uh so anyway, John off. Yep.
2: Ditto. Come on. Jeez. It's just awful. Just, he's totally playing out the string at this point.
0: <laughs> here's one. Uh, here's one though. In the same same podcast, I will give him. I'm not going to give him a Johnson for it uh, because I'm too pissed off at him for the previous statement. But he did say he would not honor the U.S. commitment to the Paris Climate Change Agreement because, basically, saying you know doesn't want to put the U.S. In, lo- in the position of using jobs to comply ahead of everybody else. But I just like that he's against it personally because I uh, yeah I'm. I'm against uh, changing the massive way the world works because of a theory that has uh, yet to be proven, even though, again, I'm not saying global warming does not exist, but the steps being taken, I don't know if I agree with.
2: Well, according to Leonardo DiCaprio, you should not be able to run for office. If
0: you yeah, are th- or probably probably it. can't even vote, if according to Leonardo DiCaprio. Just keep making good movies, Leo, because I do like your... I know, me too. It's like, like Mel Gibson. I love the man as an actor, but I hate the guy as uh, somebody that talks about sugar tits. It's a real <laughs> toss-up. I right. really hate that. <laughs> so, moving on, let's talk about... Oh, actually, you know what? We're done with Gary Johnson. It's time to delve into the Mind world. <laughs> Now, guys, the Mind Weld this week is exceptionally entertaining now i didn't know and shame on me i didn't know that kennedy who i just remember as an mtv vj i knew she was a libertarian but i i remember as an mtv vj she apparently has a show on fox business that has the most ridiculous logo ever it's like it's like something you saw airbrushed on a warner brothers t-shirt in 1990s where it's like this wacky lighting and, and stars and squiggly lines anyway she had bill weld on and, I mean, she just ripped into his asshole. Like, I mean, no holds barred. She clearly hates Bill Weld. And I just want to play a couple, a couple little bits of this real quick, and then Rika and I will talk about it.
1: Well, it it sounds like based on the people that uh, you've talked about aligning with, including people like Mitt Romney and you are focusing so much of your energy against Donald Trump, that's not where libertarians are focusing their energy at all. In fact, uh, it it sounds like the people who were skeptical of you entering this presidential uh, race and the libertarian ticket, you were just doing so to really increase your own profile. Now, we've got the blue states and red states that we're going to. The next three states I'm going to are Massachusetts, uh, uh, Maine, and New Hampshire, which none of those is, uh, is a red state. So, uh, you know, Gary and I are, are absolutely in this uh, for the duration. We continue to think that we've got an appealing platform, which is fiscally responsible, which the Democrats are not, and socially inclusive and welcoming, which the Republicans are not. And that combination describes about 60 percent of the people in the country. We just have to get name recognition which we don't have yet. So it's a very simple formula and it involves going all the way around the country the next uh umpty ump days, both uh both red states and blue states. Well there are actually far more nuanced principles that govern most ideological libertarians and uh the way that, that you and Governor Johnson have been patently describing yourselves that doesn't describe the people who have helped you get to the point where you are at now. And I can't help but think that you have used uh, this foray into the pool of libertarianism as some sort of a, a platform to further your own agenda, which has nothing to do with freedom and liberty.
0: So as you can see, she just I mean, she goes in on Bill Weld on all the things we've been talking about. I mean, talking about Weld just using libertarian as as basically as a stepping stone to get into a higher office or to put himself forward as, hey, shouldn't I be on the Republican ticket next year? Shouldn't I be running for president? It's just, you know, and, and again, nothing to do with freedom or liberty. And then I like how Weld says he told the truth at the convention, which all that tells me is that the delegates who voted for this asshole should have their abilities revoked. They should never be allowed to vote again. Much like Leonardo DiCaprio says about climate deniers. (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite parts, um, I just blank now
0: you're having an Aleppo moment (laughs) (laughs) that I am well
2: I forgot what I was going to say but another one of my favorite parts is when he said okay well when I was a Republican so those were that was the preface to whatever statement he made but wasn't didn't he say he's always been a libertarian? Yeah, the original like, libertarian. Like, Back in the 1970s, <laughs> I wrote a paper about Milton Friedman. So obviously I've always been a libertarian. Well, <laughs> So, I mean, follow-up question. When did you change? When exactly did you become a libertarian?
0: Because as wasn't soon as that it long became ago convenient. you were
2: a Republican.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it's funny that uh, – I also, I didn't know this, but Kennedy brought this up, that Bill Weld had tried to get into, I think, Bill Clinton's cabinet or something like that. In the yeah, same- he – he
2: from what I remember, he I think he resigned as governor mm-hmm. because he was going to get the ambassadorship to like Costa Rica or something yeah, like that. Something
0: real inside so ball some, shady. <laughs> yeah, but not even like
2: a I mean I can't imagine the ambassadorship to Costa Rica as fun as it may be would be
0: like one of the more prestigious positions, but then to live like just, a king down there, man, in a castle made of cocaine, I'm sure. <laughs> And all the freezers he could put his face into.
2: <laughs> yeah. But then Jesse Helms, a Republican at the time, blocked it. So there was I don't know what exactly happened, but that that was kind of the end of his career in Massachusetts as governor, I believe.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly right. And then she had asked him to Kennedy's credit. She then followed that up and said, you know, well, are you do you feel uh like you're indebted to the Clintons, and are you trying to make good now by by going against Trump? And you know you rarely go against Clinton. So I mean, Kennedy just she was just laying into him, man. It was awesome. Another thing. Yeah, that she,
2: she, oh god. Oh no, I was just gonna say um, she, she attacked him, and he credit to him, he actually did maintain his composure. Yeah, uh, and I can only imagine if Gary had been attacked, and, you know, in a similar, well, not really attacked, but just kind of called out on the bullshit. You know, he would have, I don't think Gary's really a bullshitter. He's just stupid, That's, but exactly. uh, he doesn't handle pressure nearly as w- uh, well as Well does.
0: No, Weld handled it very well, and, and she was highly aggressive. I mean, it was, there was obviously no love loss between them. Like, sometimes, you know, some, you see a lot of these pundits where they clearly have an agenda, but they're going to pretend that they don't, and they're going to talk in a very mild manner and smile. She was just like a pit bull. She was just going at him like a hook in a teeth and claws. That
2: was awesome. I I did remember actually not finally what I was going to say because he he keeps using the phrase, you know, we're fiscally conservative, socially inclusive, which is 60 percent of the people. And it it does drive me nuts. And she rightly said, uh, yeah. So libertarians positions are actually a little bit a lot more nuanced (laughs) than that, you know. Um, But I guess yeah. they just like their tag. Yeah, she's, their, yeah, their exactly. Hashtag. She's like,
0: yeah, she was like, uh, yeah, you know, you saying that uh, really angers all of the libertarians out there, or something along those lines. <laughs>
2: Except the libertarians who nominated him.
0: Yeah. Uh, shame on you. But everyone, everyone else, yes, shame. Yeah, he, he did, I'll give, I'll give him credit. He did a good job about talking about Aleppo and the Aleppo gaff and how defending Gary Johnson's positions on regime change. So good job on that weld. And good job for Kennedy. Maybe I'll give her a, Kennedy, hey, hey, hey.
2: That she actually sense. has a pretty uh, good show. I watch it you know, every now and then. It's, it's pretty good. Well, I got to. I recommend I'm, it. I'm
0: going to start. I think it's on Fox start business it. News. Yeah, man. I got to check it out. I didn't even know about it. Shame on me right for after that. after Neil Cavuto or something. Yeah. All right. Well, so anyway, for that, I mean, I, Kennedy, Kennedy herself gets a Johnson, but Bill Weld gets a Johnson.
2: I don't think Kennedy is part of the. Um, ticket so i'm gonna have to uh, although i agree she did a great job well i'm not Uh, john's off
0: (laughs) for weld who just sucks (laughs) He's just awful although you know what so moving on second topic here he was asked at a rally by uh it was the keen uh libertarian website which i will link to keen uh new hampshire i believe and he asked bill Weld, this guy was filming it about the non-aggression principle it's a very tepid endorsement. I don't know about you, Rico. It seemed to me as though he really had no idea what it was, or his understanding of it was such that he just was like, mm, Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever you say, kid.
2: Whatever you say. <laughs> it's like I heard about that at the uh, Libertarian Convention, and people were spo-
0: speaking highly of it. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good. Sounds good. Go what do you say? Nap? I'd love a nap. I've been drunk all day. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to give that. I mean, I guess I'll use what you claim you started, even though I give credit to comedian Ryan Stout. But I'm going to give it a Johnson.
2: Oh, it's on the tape, and it, don't make me angrier <laughs> than I already am after my shady Internet connection <laughs> went out. I definitely started. Go to the tape. But, All right, uh, I'll it, see
0: if I can find it, man. No, maybe is one it, of our listeners can find it. I, I challenge our listeners to to look through the tapes and decide who started the John's Eh? Is it Ryan Stout or is it Rico? It's the battle I of the arts. I was R's.
2: sitting at the Anchorage Hilton, I'll have you
0: know. I remember wow. it well. What a recollection on you. I guess there's not much else to do in Anchorage. Might as well remember not the podcast recorded. Just drink and do podcasts. <laughs> yeah. um, so what do you give
2: it, yeah. man? What's your take on this? He's full of shit. It's a John's off. He has no idea what the uh, uh, non-aggression principle is. And just as you know, one quick citation: Howie sends out a million links, and I occasionally read them. And one of the links he sent uh, about today was the um, Weld was kind of like corresponding with a journalist during the second debate, and he wrote, "I would tweak, tweak." Obamacare to make it work better. More market mechanisms, greater role for doctors and patients, narrow, not eliminate, narrow the individual mandate. Well, hey, buddy, um, making someone buy uh, your government insurance or, you know, mandated insurance, that's not consistent with the non-aggression principle. It's, you know, non-aggression principle is not not just putting a gun to someone's head and saying, give me your money. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. You know, making someone buy a product, a crappy product (laughs) that they don't want is not consistent with the non-aggression principle. You know what?
0: With prisons. It's all words. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, man. Good freaking point. All right, let me add up these. Let me add up these offs and ons. It's not been a good week for Gary. Let me see here. Five, ten. I have 13 offs because I think what we we differed on one of them. And five ons. Horrible. Well, another rousing success
2: uh, for Gary Jones.
0: Gary. God, Gary. Uh. Well, you know what? There's only a couple more weeks of Gary being relevant. So we are going to keep doing this show until it stops being relevant. But, uh... Oh, maybe you will. I'm on boycott until I get the credit I deserve. <laughs> Damn you! Uh, I'm sure people will just be crying into their beers. They will. Rico's oh, no. not on the podcast. What am oh, I well. doing today? This is a very popular podcast. I'll have you know, people lining up around the block to be on this podcast. All right. Well, that'll do it for this uh, this edition of Mr. Johnson's Liberty Hood. Guy is going to be back. Thank you, Rico, as always, for adding your voice and your fun facts to the discussion. That's what I do. Yeah, that's how we do. All right, guys. Well, until next time, we will see you later. Mark, uh, take us out. Live long. And live free. I said, ah, uh, do the umpty um. Ah, uh, uh, do the umpty um. Mm, 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 do the umpty uh, 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 um. Yeah, I would do the umpty um. Yeah, a little Billwell digital underground mashup for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. Rico?
2: Oh, I was on mute.